Yeah, I can uh, imagine. Can yeah, I can hear everything pretty good. Hey, I'll keep talking. We got some good levels there. You like that level? I do. I'm digging that right there. We're keeping it in the green. Yeah, I can, I can, uh, I can boost it. I can't remember which it comes off. Of. It comes off these faders or the main faders because this is going right into. Oh, it is. Yeah. You're not using that Scarlet at all. That little interface yeah, action. Because uh, the light looks good. Do I look Seth, fat? Drink any of that water. Seth. I, I, it was for you, but I was like, oh, you know what? I don't even worry about it. Oh, the bottle? Yeah, Diet Coke doesn't sponsor the shit. Get the fuck out of here. No free shout outs. Let me put That's this in right. airplane mode real quick. What did you say? I airplane moded it. Oh, yeah, right on. It's corn. Big lump of nuts. It has a juice. It has a juice. Get a minute. Corn. Dude. What's up? What's up, dude? What's up? How you doing? Not too bad. Brendan Monroe. Did I say that right? Yeah, yeah. You, excellent pronunciation, actually, you, on dude. it. It's killer. You know, the last time we saw each other, you were shaven. Or you were you had a full beard. Yeah. Why did you uh, decide to why did you decide to cut it? Well, um, two reasons. Well, um well first off, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Dude, this is Welcome to Living the Dream, man. Dude, the dream has been living and we're mm -hmm. doing the thing. And um but yeah, I was like Grizzly Adams for the longest time. As you know, last time you saw me it was pretty su substantial. It was legit. And um no, I was uh I was doing the old shavage, you know, trying to get the nice the nice shape going. And um it kinda went south really quick. And uh, you, had you know decision. You know, once you take a chunk out, yeah, you have to do it. Yeah. And I'm not going to name the brand that totally cucked me, but um, it's one of those deals where, you know, we're going to live live and learn. Live by the sword, died by the sword. And, yeah. um, you know, I refuse to pay $30 for a shave. I feel it. I feel you. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Dude, where do you guys live? Oh, you live in East Nashville. I go to this uh, barber down in Laverne. Good dude. Yeah. 35 yeah. bucks, haircut and and shave actually it's 30 it's 30 and i tip them like five or six that's right and um shave cut 30 bucks and these guys like line you up it's awesome they're legit man i would recommend them any day you gotta plug them yeah well h and h h and h oh yeah okay. i mean they don't speak Spanish. they don't speak english the main guy speaks english pretty well everybody else kind of speaks spanish so you gotta like show them pictures and you gotta like do all this shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> they get it they get it man okay i'm yeah. digging it yeah get a nice little haircut and universal all right you, oh, got 100%. A head, you got a head do you want it long short you know box at the back round at the back they get it yeah okay i'm down yeah, i'm man. down for that all right so you are from michigan yes sir where at you said outside grand rapids uh, yeah just outside grand rapids north of grand rapids a little place called plainfield 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 michigan, michigan. i love it now what I would like for you to do, if you don't mind, is give me the Brendan Monroe music story up until now. And I, I preface this. You know, we don't want to hear like, and then when I was eight, I, I had a hammer with my head. It didn't really do nothing. Like, you don't give me any bullshit stories. Yeah. Okay. But if some of these like life events persuade your musical events, like, 
I don't know the story. I'm just going to give an example. Like, uh, my grandma died and she had a guitar and I decided to learn. You know, that's a life story. So give me this musical journey. How you got to Nashville. And I'll ask you questions along the way if I have any. Just other, just want to get to know how you got here and, yeah. and who the man is. I'm, I'm sitting right beside. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I guess my journey here is pretty, um, you know, common for a lot of people, you know. Um, really, I didn't want to do this at first. You know, I was a baseball player, um, but I broke my back, and I needed something to do. You know, I needed to make some money. And I, I How did you break some, your back? I was, I was a catcher in college. And we were playing in Sinclair, Ohio. And uh, long story short, I was going back for a foul ball, and I got caught. Like my cleat got caught, you know, like in the on top of one cleat, got caught in the laces. And I basically Damn. did a I did a front flip, but my feet landed over a fence, and my momentum carried me over, so I kind of went oh, that way. Oh no! Yeah, so that happened, and. You know, that kind of took away, you know, kind of that baseball dream I had. So I was like, okay, let's make some money. You know, I, I taught myself how to play guitar. And, you know, so I started playing bars. And, you know, um, from there I just kind of, you know, I started my own band, writing music, and kind of caught the bug like we all do. You know, we write a couple tunes and, you know, kind of fall in love you with it. You taste that new dopamine, that 100%. new learning cycle of dopamine. Yeah, 100%. You, you know, you get the juices. Some people say you get the juice in the game and, you know, getting down here, it was like, um, you know, you just, you have to make that decision and you're like, uh, you know, if you want to hunt lions, you have to go where the lions are. And that's the biggest thing, you know, and, um, you know, you could be a big fish in a little pond, like, you know, me and Grand Rapids. That's a good fucking line, man. If you want to hunt lions, you gotta, I mean, it's simple, but yeah, Yeah. you got, you got to go where the, the demand is and. You know, you could be you could be top dog in hometown and get down here and you're like, wow, I'm out of my element. And it's just one of those deals. But, you know, you just got to keep plugging away and trust that there's a plan going on. And, you know, just long story short, college baseball player turned musician. You know, I love the write. I love to perform. And, you know, I've had a lot of cool experiences along the way, doing some festivals and opening up for some some cool people that I consider friends now. And, you know, it's it's been great. Truly, truly a blessing. Let me ask you this. All right. So you break your backs, mm-hmm. your back, which sucks. Um, did you go, did you play college in Michigan? I did. Okay. I was a, I was a junior college boy. I went to play ball, not play school. Yeah. So I yep, went to yep, uh, yep. Grand Rapids Community College and then I played ball at uh, Aquinas College, a little Catholic school in, in Grand Rapids. So, so you, you break your back there. <clears throat> Who got you into baseball when you were younger? I think I was always kind of in the baseball. My mom and dad played like slow pit softball, so I was always at yeah. their games and just like swinging and running the bases and you know just being yeah. crazy. And um, my grandpa's from New York, so we always watch Yankee games. You know, I'm still repping my Yankee stuff right now. So um, yeah, kind of my grandpa got me in the baseball, watching it, and you yeah. know I've always, just always been around it. So all right, so what were your mom and dad playing when you were younger? Because a lot of times that influences your musical choices. Oh. I mean, everything. My mom, on my mom's side, it was like all Motley Crue and Van Hagar and, you know, all the hair metal people. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, my dad was like Aerosmith and Kiss and, you know, all the 70s and Alice Cooper, you know, just, yeah. you know, all those crazy people like that. And um, I didn't really get in the country until, until high school. What it was your journey into country? So I literally, uh, so parents split up, 
So oh. I was I went to like a little there was like a mentorship program my mom wanted me to get to get into and it was her former swim coach in high school, Gary Vanderlyn, Gare Bear, that dude ruled. And he came in one day, he was like, Dude, you know something crazy? I was like, What up, man? And he was like, I was listening to this guy and he was singing this song and it was like, God is great, beer is good, people are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, that's kind of sick, dude. And he's like, I know. Like, that isn't that awesome? So I went out and I bought that Billy Currington record. And then um, that same, you know, year, it was um, The Apprentice was going on still. And it was the year when um, Brett Michaels was on it. Yeah. And uh, they had a little guy by the name of Luke Bryan, might have heard of him, do a guest appearance on the show. Like, he had to do this whole oh, thing. I didn't and, know that. Yeah, it yeah. was when uh, Rain is a Good Thing is coming out and that whole record. And um i bought that record as well so my first two records were billy currington and luke bryan oh man and uh after that i bought uh rewind by rascal flats that whole thing make me wanna rewind oh 100 percent, man i was i was um limewire was my best friend uh, yeah. back when <laughs> yeah, back man. when i was a kid and now as a musician i absolutely hate you know the whole streaming thing but you know limewire was my best friend well back then I mean, any of the bands. Here is where it was not fair. and Because back then, the only people that were really selling albums were also doing tours. Mm -hmm. Now, it's like... So back then, it's like, all right, so they... I know you get CD sales and stuff, and it sucks, but it's like, at least you have people come to your shows. Now, it's like, if LimeWire happened now, it would suck, because you would just... Money would just not be there. Like, nothing. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, it's already not there to begin with. Yeah. Well, now I think it's become like torrenting and just downloading, you know, songs. It's the way that Spotify and the other ones do it for free, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, is genius because now they're like, well, now we don't need to use LimeWire and everything else, so they go away from it. You know, so I don't know. It's kind of like they. It, it if LimeWire would have done what they did, but also sold like ads that you had to listen to they'd probably still be in business oh for sure yeah for sure i mean yeah. limewire was basically they were ahead of the game yeah, yeah. literally just crumbled i know yeah all right so you get in the country from your mentor when did your parents break up they broke up my summer of going into my sophomore year so that was of, of, high, of school? high school of high school um, do you have any, any siblings? I do. I do. I have a, they're both in Michigan state right now. I have a old, little sister named Brooke and a little brother named Brett. Okay. How, like, how did that affect you? Like, you know, just going through school and did it like change your relationship from your, to your like siblings? Not, I mean, obviously when something like. When something like that happens and you're, you know, the, the older brother, you kind of have to take in that, yeah. you know, man of the house kind of role. So in some ways it did kind of change the dynamic with the siblings, but the in other ways, you know, it really didn't because it's not like I could ground them or anything. You know, it's like right. yeah. I could help, you know, like, uh, you know, don't do this because I did the same thing, you know, yada, yada, yada thing that you're always going to do. Um, but, you know, like I said, in some ways it did, some ways it didn't. And um, but uh but yeah, what what was that last uh, that second part of that question there? <laughs> yeah, that, fr that first part of that question well, it was which... really like, uh, how did it affect you? Oh, how did it affect me? Yeah, um, you know what? It really didn't. 
Yeah. You know, so it was one of those deals. And that sounds so weird, like uh, saying it and like, you know, probably hearing it. But was it something that you could see coming or did they make, did they communicate with you about everything? Because usually if they're just like, hey, we're breaking up, it was pretty devastating. Oh, no. Yeah. I saw it coming. You know, it was okay. one of those deals. All right. Yeah. It's like, you know, kids see, kids know more than, uh, you know, than they lead on to sometimes. So it's, it's one of those deals. So it really didn't affect me. It's like, my siblings were super young at the time, so they didn't really understand what was going on. Yeah. So they didn't see it as much as I did. But, um, you know, as, as time grew older, you know, they came to understand it was the right thing to do. And, you know, our stepdad's great now, Joe rules. So it's, uh, it's one of those deals. So, but no, it didn't really affect me because I had sports you know, they kind of fall back on. So I was always doing something and staying yeah. busy. So, um, yeah, never really just, just kept it kind of rolling. Did it change your musical taste at all? Or like, did you, you know, like that's a pretty emotional yeah. time to where a lot of, a lot of teenagers, like I listened to emo, like punk shit when, when oh, I was yeah. going through high school. So like, and before it was more like classic rock or, or whatever. And then, you know, so I don't know if that, if it swayed or got you into different kind of music because it, it talked what you felt or was it not really something like that? So not in kind of like the talk, talk to I felt thing, yeah. but you know, tur- during that time it was like, you know, I was listening to a bunch of different things like R and B became like super big, like life Jennings loved him and Anthony Hamilton. And, you know, it became a massive Jamie Foxx fan. Like the whole unpredictable album was unbelievable. Um, but no, like I, I still kind of, I just, but then I got into like a lot of rap kind of stuff too, but more like the lyrical things. Like I loved Eminem. I kind of liked. Uh, you ever hear Hobson's? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh play. yeah. Yeah. I, I know. I know. I know that. I know Hobson very well. Yeah. With a different color, with the the, with, yeah, the with eyes his, and all that he's stuff. He's got those white eyes, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's, oh yeah. Eyes. Does the white eyes and. Dude. You know, I kind of, but I kind of gravitated to that stuff, and not because of like. Not because of the lyrical content, because but like uh you know just kind of the beat and how they put things together and you know it kind of it's kind of shapes how I do things songwriting now you know like um not to sway the conversation too far but like it's like dude it can never go it's it, it can never, going, it, it's it's, it's just it's a it's a ride and we're just living it and yeah. um but it's like you know how people get so fixated on like a b a b a b or a b c a b c you know it's like um. Okay, like if you listen to like a Joe Budden song or like a like a Logic song, there's like it's like A B C D. Yeah, or sometimes A B C D E and it's all about how you say it. Yep. And it's like, you know, I I tend to be very very you know, wordy and you know, kind of rappy in some of the tunes I I write, you know, when I'm on my own and you know, it it just flows back to kind of that time when I was like, okay, more R&B, more kind of hip hop, you know, influences and things like that. Yeah. All right. So then you get into college. Oh yeah. And does country just kind of like take over then? Because at, at oh, that yeah. point, yeah, at that point you've already been introduced and yeah. Yeah. Well, playing playing baseball in general, you know, like it's you can't escape it. It's like you're on the bus, you're in, you're warming up. It's like, you know, I don't think I I've heard "Song of the South" I think 492 <laughs> times in like one year, just thanks to high school baseball in North yeah. U, and it's like. It's bananas, and then you get to college, and then it's like, my coach was a super hard nose, you know, coach from the '80s. You know, he played pro ball in the '80s for the the Athletics, and you know, he was a catcher. And Cups is like, you know, we're not listening to the rap, you know, we're listening to the classic rock, we're listening to the country. Like, there's no in between. So it's like, you know, you're kind of just immersed in it. 
age. So, yeah. you know, it, you couldn't help but, you know, be influenced. It's kind of, I literally had a conversation with somebody just the other day because they were like, I don't really like country because uh, some of the stuff that we play is more like rocking. Mm hmm. Um, and they're like, I don't listen to country that much, but I like that song. And like, I'm like, yeah, this is why. And I'm like, how long have you been liking country? And they're like, oh, I, I got into it very recently. I'm like, let me ask you, this is how it <laughs> happened. You didn't like country at all. Somebody started playing country. You go, turn it off. Like, I don't like it. Can we listen to something else? And then a week goes by and you're like, oh, fuck, I like that one song. Oh, yeah. And then two weeks go by and you're like, oh, fuck, I like country now. I'm a country fan. Oh, now. it's just stuck in your ear. Yeah. It's like, I feel like... Um, <laughs> Like Dirks Bentley is like the number one person to get people in the country with because it's like you play five one five zero or you know Burning Man is like people yeah. are gonna be like okay I'm digging this like yeah dude Dirks fucking rules yeah for sure for sure oh yeah. oh yeah no doubt he, about it uh, his son plays uh, ice hockey oh okay yeah. and I've I've got some friends that like coach him and um, they've said nothing but awesome things about him. Dirks plays uh, rec league hockey in Nashville. No, he does. Yes, not. I can. Can't fucking lay. I, I, I will call someone right now that can't confirm it. I will it. lay his at. No, I'm just kidding. He's seen Dirks's belly. If you get Dirks, what I'm saying, Dirks. <laughs> dude. True story. It, not I, me. Not me. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. But like a lot of celebrities, um, like when we were in Scranton, uh, I played hockey in Scranton, and uh, I think, man, I can't remember who it was. Um, but somebody came into town and they're like, they wanted to do a rec league. I think they were filming a movie there. Okay. And I, and, um, they were like, Hey, so-and-so wants to come in, uh, and skate, but we can't have him in the same locker room as anybody else. So they like gave him his own locker room. It was like, uh, one of the nicer ones. Was it a hockey player? Or like no, an no. actor? No, it was an actor. Was it, uh, was it Michael Scott? No, 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 no. It was a movie. It wasn't the, the uh, connection. It wasn't the uh, <laughs> it was it was a movie. It wasn't okay. the uh, the show. Um, but yeah, they don't fit. They filmed like a few scenes in Scranton, The Office. Okay, yeah, yeah. None of it was really in Scranton. No. It was all in California. All in California. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So you get into into high school, into college, um, and then you break your back. Mm -hmm. Where did you get the idea of? playing bars i had a family friend who was like hey man um you know uh we know you can so i barely sang in high school i, I gotta preface this so i barely sang in high school sang like four or five six times total and then where this, and, and, and like at high school like in like i was a choir boy you know so i had a couple you know I had a couple solo you actions don't, you don't sing four or five or six times you sing that's a fucking choir well you know it's like solos mm. like yeah you you know what i'm saying so like solo so so he was like, hey, man, you know, I have an opening at this bar. It was called Big E's. And he was like, um, do you want to do it? It's like three hours. I get like 150 bucks plus dinner. I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, yep. I'm a broke college kid. Like, I would love this right now. So I went and started playing. You know, they had their own equipment. You know, I just had to bring my guitar. And I had like a little Marshall, like 25 or 15 watt MG that I played yeah. my acoustic guitar through because I was stupid and didn't know I could just plug it in the back of the speaker. And it sounded like shit, but you know, they kind of, they kind of gave me the idea and they let me play there for like a year and a half. And you know, I'd get like 50 wings and a pizza every single Thursday when I'd play 50 wings and a pizza, dude, I'd bring it home. Like I'd bring yeah, it home to the right, fam that's, jam that's smart. and they'd have like this shark bite wing sauce and it was sriracha and honey barbecue mix. No they, oh, dude, really it was good. so good. It's called shark bite. It, it bangs. Oh, Try it out. But that bar went under and, um, you know, this at this point I was in a 
in another band and um you know i was like i was going to this place called the holiday bar and uh, you can bleep that out when we say it. we don't need to name that bar they can go fuck themselves so we'll just we'll just bleep it out <laughs> why you know I'm, I'm just kidding you can leave it in there they can hear it what they, did you do uh, we'll, we'll talk about it we'll get there but um at the time you know we're getting a little bit of steam in in the grand Rapids scene and and i walk up to the the manager and i was like hey man like i just want to you guys do live music here like on like a wednesday or something and he was like no we don't do bands i'm like well i'm not a band like i'll just you know just me and like a like a drummer like a little two-piece won't be super loud he was like do you have a press kit or any of this shit i'm like you know what i don't so like i had to get my shit together and we we ended up playing and uh, we were there actually every single wednesday for like three years like during covid you know they had us they had us play there when that place was open you know out on the back patio like they were really loyal and but the issue was like this was the only issue right so they just wouldn't pay me on time so like i'd play and then like they'd be like oh no the one person who can get the key you know to get your check isn't here and i'm like okay so i'd come back the next day and they're like oh sorry and i'm like okay let's not let that happen again please you know next week would happen the same exact thing and then it'd be like three four weeks in a row and then like i don't we don't need to get uh, super into it but you know no, you know how it part, goes. Dude, as that, a musician you get it like, that is part of the music world man. It, okay so it, like they yeah. started cutting my pay like we'll, we'll talk about this so like i would get 150 dollars plus tips you know that's pretty standard down here in nashville if you're lucky enough to get paid for a gig it's like 300 bucks with two people and you split it you know super normal mm-hmm. But here you get 150 bucks, and then you get a $50 red card is what you'd start with. It's like a, a gift card you can only use there. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So I, wouldn't, I would never order food. So, like, this gift card racked up to, like, $400. So, like, I was just giving it to people, like my family members. Like, hey, like, I got this gift card. Like, just use it. Come here and just, like, get whatever you want. And then they're like, oh, you can't do that. I'm like, yeah, I can. Like, it's part of my pay, right? So they took away the red cards after the first year. So then it went to like 150 bucks. And then you would get like you get like a $20 bar tab. But Grand Rapids, you know, 20 bucks. You can, you know, Midwest states, you can drink you a, lot. a lot. You can get yeah. you that'll that'll do some damage, you yeah. know. And you get your regulars who come in, you know, they pay drinks, but um you know, towards the end it just deteriorated, you know, mm-hmm. it was one of those deals where, you know, the communication got really really poor and you know, like I couldn't walk through the front door with my gear or like, um, you know, just the bullshit, just, got weird. just the bullshit we have to deal with. Weird, so I went man, to this yeah. will place. I will plug this place to the day I die. The glass house. It's, it's the best, but Keith is the owner. He rules. Like he, uh, he I'm like, dude, I want to do some music here before I move down to Nashville. And I'm like, this could be like a really sick spot. It's like, 50 people would look like a thousand people in this bar like if you packed it it's like a little a little spot and uh he was like yeah man let's do it and you know they've been doing live music they've been killing it you know they're doing the whole thing and um you know so grand rap when i go back to grand rapids you know i i have a choice you know i could play at the holiday bar for you know 150 bucks and a lot of bullshit or i can go play at the glass house with all my friends and my family and yeah for nothing and then bring like five six people to come jam with me and you know kind of just do the thing that way so it's like you know the whole musical journey you uh you choose what battles the fight and which one's not the fight and you know i remember you saying you had a band oh yeah take me through that oh jesus (laughs) christ okay so i uh so i was a part of this group i uh so i it was um they were super young 
this was when I was a sophomore in college. It was um, me. One Direction. Basically, it was um, it was me. I was uh, I was the old man. Um, no, I, I lied. I was a junior in college. I was a junior in college at you know at uh, Aquinas College at this point. And there's this guy by the name of Jake Augustin. And I was like, dude, I want to start a band. And he's like, dude, I'm a drummer. I'm like, sick. Like, do you got a bass player and a guitar player? He's like, you know, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head, but I have a few people who might be worth it. And I'm like, okay, cool. He's like, one issue. I'm like, what's that? He goes, one's 16 and the other one's 14. <laughs> and I go, that's a big issue. That's awesome. And he goes, Trust me, dude. They are ridiculous. Yeah. I said, okay, like I'll, I'll go kick it with these fucking teenagers. <laughs> like, let's go. <laughs> let's see how it was. And I wasn't twenty one at the time, so it was like it's not like I was just like slanging beers, you know, yeah. like hanging out with these kids. I kind of was towards the end there, but um, so I was like, went and saw them play, and like I walk into this this room, and there's five Eddie Van Halen fifty one fifties, like complete. <laughs> replicas there's like they have the amps they have orange i mean this room is like probably like 60 70k worth of just guitars and amps and pedals and everything i'm like holy shit these guys are fucking legit and this kid played and i'm like i can't play guitar anymore like i have to be (laughs) he's just one of those he's like a freaking savant like it's it's like papa did i do good it's like that's what this kind of kid was he's a little fucking puss and um, but long story short, they, um, we recorded a couple tunes and, um, I never wanted to because we were doing stuff in their basement. Like we were actually doing decent demos in his basement. Oh yeah. And, um, so I was very against it. So we, we go and, um, we record a couple songs and at this point it's like, I'm kind of just sick of dealing with this, this BS. Cause they wanted their dad to be the manager and this dad was like, I'm like, no, like I'm not going to have your dad who you live with you know manage everything you know it's like i don't like that you know let's do something outside of it you know like actually find someone who can do something and long story short they wanted me to sign this contract saying like hey if um if this band breaks up after we recoup you know all the recordings and all the songs and all that shit goes to goes to carl jr who was the guitar player. And I'm like, no, like he does not get those songs. Like he can have the, all the recordings and the name. Cause I didn't want the name. I'm not even going to say the name cause it's stupid. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, but he was like, you can, he's going to have everything. I'm like, no, like he's like, and, you, and he's like, you can't play the songs out in public. I'm like, I'm going to play the songs I wrote like the boot song. That's one of the songs. Oh, damn. that was a part okay. of it. Yeah. And before that he was like, okay, well, if you're not going to sign it, we're going to draw songs out of a hat. We're going to take time, take turns. And whoever gets that song out of the hat gets to own it. And I'm like, okay, this is bullshit. So, um, the person who we did these songs with, his name was Michael Crittenden. He's, he's a G he was with Poppy. He was Poppy Ewell's first producer in Grand Rapids. And, um, and I called up Colonel and I was like, uh, Colonel, that's Michael. We call him Colonel. I'm like, Colonel, dude, like, this is what's going on. And he goes, send me the contract. So I sent him the contract. He calls me like six minutes later. He goes, dude, get the fuck out of that. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. like, don't sign it. Break up with that band. He goes, I got you. So that band broke up. And at this time, like during that, there was a band called Conestoga going on. Mm-hmm. And um, it turned mm-hmm. into like one of my good buddies, 
uh, one of my good buddies was in it, and like I still play with a couple of the dudes. And uh, so I was a part of that band, you know, just writing and singing backup and, you know, playing backup guitar, you know, rhythm guitar. And, yeah. You know, that band broke up, you know, when uh, I kind of started doing my own thing. And I was like, you know, I kind of not playing any of the songs I'm writing. Well, hold on. Go ahead. Slow down. What, how'd you get? So sorry, I'm, I'm passing through it. So yeah, I got yeah, yeah. so I got in this new band because of Colonel. Oh, sweet. so Colonel okay, worked. Okay. Colonel worked with them as well. So nice. it was like one of those deals where, hey, you know, this kid, you know, he he doesn't have a band anymore. Like, and he's, you know, he writes, he he sings, he, you know, he can do it. And they were like, you know, let's bring him in. So, you know, he kind of orchestrated me joining up with this new group. And then, you know, it was kind of a, I might have went faster that, but it was like it kind of was like that fast how it all kind of deteriorated. Like it was. Uh, Everybody was kind of just going in different directions, and you, you know how it goes with bands. It happens. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's hard. The hardest thing is getting, you know, four or five people rowing in the same direction. Dude. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I'm lucky. I have... Uh, what we had in Pennsylvania, I was able to bring down here. So I'm, I still have some Phenomenal. pretty... Some, some guys that, you know, really want to do it. <clears throat> Dude. Band, it, it is crazy, though. It is. I'm going to tell you a quick, quick story. Do it. All right. I had a band before I did solo stuff and I was like, I should get a band and then I played with bands, but I had like, you know, I had hired guys around to like learn cover songs and like, that was fine. And then I was like, I need a band that wants to stick with me because I want to do original shit. And it's fun when you can do an original set like creatively and you don't have to like, you can, it's everything is you can choreograph it. Cause people then they'll know. Um, well, I was looking for a band. My buddy was like, Hey, you should try this dude. Try this dude. He had all, it, a band like a legit band he's like we just need a singer i'm like cool man that's me we did it <clears throat> my name was all inside garrett schultz mm-hmm. so you know they had uh they were just doing cocaine like all the time and i was like listen i don't i don't care if you guys do cocaine i don't care what you do as long as it doesn't fuck up the show make me look bad in any way and they're like yeah totally got it and so they did it once, all right? And they, they just look like zombies on stage. I swear to God, like, people in the, in the crowd were like, are they okay? What's wrong? Yeah, I was like, they having a heart attack? Like, Motherfucker. So I go in, I talk to them, and, like, the next show, they do it again. I'm like, look, guys, this is the last time. I don't really need a band right now. I can do this all. It's my name. Yeah. Okay? So they they get mad, and they're like, but we understand. The next show, they come, we, like, we're all there. Um, it was like a closer home show so they all drove they set up their gear let the opening band play on it and then they're like hey we're not playing the show not joking you they're like we're not playing the show they just pulled out yeah and i'm like your gear's on stage and they're like yeah we're gonna take it off i'm like look you have five minutes to take it off or i'm gonna put my foot through the kick and i'm gonna slap every one of y'all so i let them go and because like why why even fucking deal with it right yeah you know, <clears throat> they were mad that I didn't want them to fuck up the show and like look like zombies or look like be just a bad image, just right? Be professional, yeah. Like afterwards, I don't care. Like you know, you're not wearing like employed by Garrett Schultz shirts or yeah, anything. Yeah. Anyway, so I get I get them fucking out of there and I play that show solo. But these guys met my friends. I think they're still like real fucked up. Like a month later. And down at this bar, and they're like, "Hey, is Garrett so mad about that?" And he's like, "Are you retarded?" <laughs> like. Yeah, they were. Oh, yeah. But bands are. Then you have some good guys. Like I, I when I had a band, um, uh, when I, after that, 
Like you go through players either way. Oh, but yeah. if you got loyal guys, they're awesome. I told my guys, I'm like, look, if you ride with me, like I'll take care of you. I don't know, like it's gonna work out, and I'll be able to take care of you. You guys are gonna get, like, you just gotta believe in me. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. Same way, I got some loyal guys. You know, yeah. I have uh, my guy Rooney, great. You know, my, one of my guitar players that has been with me from the start. You know, one of the other bands, and you know. uh you know, I got Nerm with me now too. My bass player Sammy. You know, he's he's the man, and and you know, I got my guy Zach with me too. So I got you know, I got three of uh, three good core dudes. You know, rocking oh, yeah. with me, and that's what's up. You know, uh, you know, my new drummer. I got a new drummer with me, Eric Ellis. You know, he's Derek Dallas. If you ever come to my show, you know, he he likes being called by his you know alter ego, Derek Dallas. But you know, he's a good dude, man. He's a, he's an odd duck, but he fits the you know fits the group well. Yeah. So you know, I got a great group of guys, and that's excellent. You know, it's nice. It's nice. Can't can't yeah. complain. All right. So, what made you? So you play out like you, these Michigan bars, and that yeah. one that you really love. Um, when did you, when was that whole talk about moving down? So, you know, the plan was to be down here before COVID. You know, that kind of messed everything up, and um, you know, the conversation kind of stemmed from, you know, um, kind of did did some things with Pop Evil played a couple of shows with them and how'd you get that from your producer from my producer you know yeah. having lee come in and you know playing yeah. them playing them a couple of tunes and you know kind of that way you know super yeah. organic like hey i'm i like you let's see if you can handle this and um you know kind of after that it was like you know i think i i think i could try it you know have a go with this thing like this this might be fun let's let's try it and um but i would literally like from that time on and that was like 2018 you know, literally right before the world shut down. And it was like, yeah, that I was with them. You know what? That was right before Christmas 2018. So it was literally just before, you know, the world shut down in March, you know, 2019 would be that day because 2020 is when it started March 2020. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. Now we're on the right page, I got you, you know? So, okay. So yeah, 2019, so when when the world shut down, it was literally like the Conestoga, the band I was in, broke up two weeks before St. Patrick's Day when everything yep. went to shit. Yep. Okay, okay, yeah, we're on the right, we're on the yep. same page now. So um, you know, um, getting, I totally lost the train of thought. It's totally my fault. So right you now. got to Pop Evil, and I was like, how'd that happen? Okay, and then that. like, well, first question was. What made the move to Nashville? Okay, yeah, okay, so yeah, okay, we're getting there now. So that band broke up after the whole Pop Evil thing. And, um, you know, at during, so when COVID hit, right before COVID hit, I was messaging all these people. And, you know, like I'd message Rob Snyder and Channing Wilson and, you know, Mitchell Tenpenny. And I was like, hey, man, (laughs) like, my name is Brendan. Like, I'm a, you know, I'm a songwriter. You know, I'm thinking about moving down to Nashville. You know, I know you get this a lot, you know, but... You know, any advice or anything you can give, you know, I'd really appreciate it, you know, and then I'd always write, like, even if you see this and don't respond, you know, I appreciate your time. And then, like, you know, best of luck going forward. And then, like, they would respond, you know, it's like, because, you know, everybody's kind of in that spot. And, the you know, Channing Wilson basically said, you know, if you want to hunt lions, you got to go where the lions are. And then M10 was like, dude, like, you just got to be a good person, man. Like, literally, like, don't be a douche. Like, be a guy you want to get a beer with on a Friday night down at Winners and Losers, you know, or Tin Roof. You know, it's just one of those deals. You got to be that guy. 
and you know just just talking with those kind of people and then you know playing a little bit bigger shows it's like you know you can't you can't do it in grand rapids michigan yeah you have to be you have to be in it because you really you just don't get the grind until you're down here all right i got two questions one um in central pa i've got um i got a group called small town titans have you ever heard of them i have not all right Check check them out. I feel like rock. I feel like poppy will okay, stuff. Yeah. They're out of there. They uh you guys have probably seen uh, maybe. I don't know. It's got like two hundred million views or some shit. It's There's a, a chance. It's uh the uh it's their version of the Grinch. And it's a rock version. I've probably okay. seen it. Yeah, it's dude, it's so good. Phil is a great singer. But yeah, I feel like rock, they're like a very new like the new rock and roll. Okay. Era. Sweet. They're really, really good. Um yeah. Uh second would now when you said bigger shows like what would you play did you do country shows yeah well? okay. i'd play i'd play country shows all right so like you messaged all those guys before you moved yeah, yeah before i moved down and you know um but the, i will say this the cool thing about grand rapids is it's it's such a small big town like everybody wants to come through and play like you know chief would come through and play four shows and garth would play six shows in three days and yeah, Grand so, Rapids is nice, man. Oh, it's sweet. You know, yeah. Beer City, USA, if you like your beer, come on down. You know, it's just it's one of those deals. So it's like, and we have great venues. So my favorite venue in the city is, you know, uh, it's called The Intersection. You know, they're kind of my home venue. Whenever I go back, you know, it's, I'm, pro- I'm either, I'm playing there. Like, that, yeah. that's my spot. And, um, you know, we were blessed with opportunity to be able to like, <clears throat> like Chase Rice. So we did a show with Chase Rice and um, Granger Smith was another one we got to do. And, you know, he's such a, great guy i was just talking to somebody else about him like he's he, his team he, is the nicest he is what he he is what you see that's that's literally what he is he's such a nice he's guy a nice dude and yeah. you know matt stell we did three shows with, or two shows with matt excuse me and Damn. you know he's a great guy yeah and, you know my favorite you know um in grand rapid show was with parker mccollum you know we did stuff with him so it's like yeah. just those being able to utilize that it's like you know you get that that little bit of hunger of being on that kind of a stage and that kind of a platform and you're like you know what you're never going to recreate this you just have to go out and do it yep so yep. Uh, you know from then we got to do like a couple festivals like faster horses did that twice which is you know the big one in michigan and that's sick so you know i can't really complain you know it's been it's been a it's been a lot of up and downs like you know a lot of music industry bullshit and you know, especially recently, but uh, it's uh, it's just one of those deals. You deal with it, and it's how you react and respond. Take me through what what have. Tell me when you say what happened recently. Well, there's just a couple logistics things I can't. I've been told not to talk about with okay. the show that happened. Yeah, that didn't happen. <clears throat> nothing happened. Nothing, nothing. Nothing happened. Nope. Nope. It was out of people's control. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, tell me what has been like a high, and what has been a low. Like lows, highs are pretty hard. I feel because yeah. you, if you're anything like me, you probably appreciate each new high like a little differently. Hundred percent. But so tell me like, oh, something cool, uh, and then tell me something like a low where you're like, fuck. Whether it doesn't necessarily, it can just be about your journey. It doesn't have, have to necessarily be like uh, something that happened in the industry. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I guess like um, the biggest high. For me, so like, so when I look at goals, like everybody sets goals differently, right? So it's like, whenever I have like a, whenever I hit like a certain goal that I want, 
it's like it's easy to get wrapped up in how awesome and you know you know i achieved my goal and this is like a super massive height right now but you know from when i look at that thing it's like okay this is awesome but it doesn't mean anything unless i'm able to replicate it again so that's that's the biggest thing going forward so like when i when i look at like my biggest height you know it has to be something that i believe is attainable to do again so my right right now, you know, cause you have to break through that level to, so if you do that again, you're going to get to a different level, you know, you're, yep. so you're up higher. So for me, it's, it's probably playing, um, we play the thing called birthday bash in Grand Rapids. Oh, like radio station one. Yeah. So we played a radio station. It's yeah. like, uh, it was birthday bash, I think 29. And, um, it was supposed to be us. Jackson Dean was on that, on that one. Uh, Chris Jansen. Oh, man. Um, Joe Nichols. It was supposed to be Toby Keith, but you know he has he had stomach cancer, and it was uh, that was it. Oh, and Ryan Hurd, and Ryan Hurd oh. was on that. Um, but uh, they brought on uh, Clay Walker was a part of it too. So Clay Walker and Chris Jansen took Toby's spot. And oh, yeah. So it was a you know, but that was at <laughs> that was at a hometown stadium. You know, it was at our baseball stadium that I used to work at. You Dude, know, for that's the Tigers. Sick. Oh man. So it was sweet. You know, I worked at that stadium for five years, setting up that concert for like Rascal Flats and Brantley Gilbert and. You know, getting a chance to play it in front of, you know, like 6,000. How, how much was it? You know, think 5,000, 5,000, 6,000? Yeah, about, yeah, about between four and 6,000. Like, it was it was nuts. Yeah. Like, it was, it was a, such a cool moment. Dude. And, um, you know, that was, I mean, that's, that's so hard at the top because it's like, it's such a cool, cool, cool thing. And, um, but I think the biggest low, I mean, it's like, I I think I have to go career-wise because it's like, you know, personally, it's like there's really not a low you can't like get over. But like career wise, it's like you know having a show pulled out from me is tough. Like that's that's just like, and again, even if it is logistically, you know, it's um, it's one of those deals. It's one of those deals. So it, but um, but again, it's how you it's how you react and um, and is the show thing it. the thing you can't talk about? Yeah. Okay. So I I listen I. I love everybody involved, but you know, it was just one of those things that unfortunately happens. And, um, you know, we just, we, in the long run, it just, it didn't work out. And, um, Fair. that's, yeah. that's all I can say on camera. No, that's good, man. I love so, it. Um, oh. all right. I had a, another question. I can't remember it. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Um, have you ever, what, what did you go to school for? I went to school to, at first to be a dentist of all things. And, uh, and then I was like, yeah, I can't do that with my baseball schedule. And then I did what True. every college athlete did and switched business. to communications. Oh, <laughs> it's either that or business yep. management. Yeah, I went to communications because mm-hmm. I, w- I watched that show, um, House of Cards. Oh. And I wanted to be like, uh, like Remy, a uh, spin doctor. I was like, oh, that kind of seems pretty legit. And so, yeah, I went to school to be a communications, uh, you know, person and. You know, kind of do that. Yeah. Did that uh, help any any way in the music world? Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. How do you think you use that? Like, what's like one of the best scenarios that you've used it and seen it? Oh, just right now. Through? Just right now. Yeah. Like, for example, just being able to just talk freely and just articulate and just be on top and like, and follow things as masses, like public speaking, I love. Yeah. So like... You know, even just using that on stage, you know, when you have your talking points, because, you know, we all have those like, okay, hey, our guy's got a tune real quick. Yeah, like a minute yeah. and a half to burn. 
Yeah. So just don't say anything stupid. And, you know, I definitely sometimes say things stupid, you know, into the mic. But, you know, <laughs> as, as long as, you know, you're able to pass off, you know, you being genuine and who you are and having yeah. fun. And, you know, that's massive because people, you know, people read through the bullshit, especially on stage. You know, if you're too robotic or, you know, like it's, you know, I went and saw a band at Nissan, you know, a couple weeks back and the headliner was the chili peppers and they were phenomenal but, oh, I, and thundercat was another one of the openers who was amazing but you know i mean i went and saw the strokes and um you know the the guy just like stood there and like he that. he hid behind an amp for you know kind of a deal so it's like you know it's just kind of that that thing's obviously you know like it's you you pick up on what an audience wants and you know studying communication and body language and you know kind of energy and things like that you know it's like you know it's kind of an advantage you know being able to yeah. use that stuff. How about you? Yeah. What do you go to school for? <laughs> Biochemistry. Nice. Yeah. yeah the <clears throat> my thought was, <clears throat> um, I could do whatever I want because the government was paying for it because of the military. Yeah. So I was like, I'll just go for something. I'm, I was at, I'm actually interested, and in I do love it. Um, but I had nothing to do with music. Music was like a side thing. I uh, I opened up a gym when I got out of the military. Did you really? Yeah. What kind of gym was it? Like a standard gym or like no, CrossFit? Like a, or? Well, it was, it was a, I didn't want to, I couldn't. So I used to coach CrossFit Okay. Uh, for like two years. And then I was like, I want to do my own gym, CrossFit style-esque, but make it geared towards more like student athletes. Like, Sweet. Like high, junior high school and high school kids. And I would have like adult classes in the early morning or late at night. Um, or, or I'm sorry, early morning and then like during the day, uh, like afternoon, I would have adults and afterwards be a lot of after school mm-hmm. programs because, man, it's so cool. Like the the kids adapt and kids can lift. They oh, can big lift time. safely. And it's like I, I try to show it really like a lot, especially in females. And it's so cool to see the girls that get it and mm-hmm. see that they can do it. They're like their gains are massive. Yeah. And you're they're like, I can lift like, yeah. You've been told this whole life that mm-hmm. you're a girl and you can't lift. Don't lift like, bulk or yeah, don't heavy. Fucking, like, and they just crush it. You know, I've some of them still in like D1 college and stuff, and it's so cool to see them. Dude, watching dude. those track athletes, those girls who oh, like man. throw discus in yeah. their tree trunks. <laughs> yeah, dude, for real. Uh, I, I, I just loved it. Um, I love coaching. I love coaching weightlifting, which mm-hmm. is a snatch and clean and jerk. Yeah. So I, I just that was a big like powerlifting, right? Well, powerlifting are the slow compound lifts. So oh. back squat, deadlift, bench. Yeah. Some do shoulder pressing, depending on what uh, federation or alliance or association you're with. Um, USA, it's the Olympic lifts are snatch, which is ground to overhead one motion, and clean and jerk, which is ground to overhead in two motions. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I I <clears throat> love teaching that because it's so functional and like. I came from hockey and I mm-hmm. wish I knew some of these lifts to keep me, to keep me strong or, um, you know, so I was just trying to help. Yeah, I really want that to help the kids and the kids that went there, they, you know, they, they became strong. It was awesome. A lot of flexibility stuff too, that gets preached upon these days as well. Yeah. Well, dude, I, especially I mean, with athletes. Yeah. I mean, in dude, the science is crazy. So actually biochemistry is so much fun, um, that I learned a lot and I, I did a lot of research um, but mainly, so I did research with like, uh, mushrooms, like mushroom, mushrooms, yeah. psilocybin, um, nothing crazy, but it really got me interested in 
the natural abilities of mushrooms, not just yeah, psilocybin, but like like therapeutics <clears throat> and stuff like that. Or well, just the way that they're connected. So like the chemistry between the mushrooms are insane. Okay. So they have their own neural network. So if they're planted in in the ground, I'm not joking. Seth's behind the camera. He's like, shut the hell up. No. They can just talk. They can like talk to each other. So yeah. It's so like Avatar, the tree of life. It's exactly like that. So oh like you, my goodness a gracious. Huge, a huge field of, of mushrooms. Just give an example. You touch one end. They're all neuro connected underneath, like through all these little tiny. They would all feel it. Yeah. The one on the other side, he'll feel it ju- almost just as quick. Yeah. They can anticipate the, things. It's insane. So they're that. I know that there's some like, there's some fungus. Or fungi, I guess I should say. That's yeah. that's they say is more intelligent than humans. It's it's just their their way, <clears throat> their ability to adapt. It's not like it more intelligent, yeah. But like that, the one slime mold yeah. experiment where they put food. So that experiment was cool because you got to see how the many organisms in there would would combine together, and uh, just like anybody else, you want things to be more efficient. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's just being like, okay, well, this nutrient source is here. So I don't want to go around this way or anything. So it's really fucking cool. Um, now the way mushrooms work is, is they have the, they, they're healing the way that they can heal themselves and like grow from, you know, they're, they're the decomposers mm-hmm. of the world. <clears throat> the way that they can do that is just incredible. And what it, what psilocybin does to our mind, which we're really, a lot of people knew, but now science is just fine out. Like, um, it can, you know how like when you throw a ball, yeah. all right, you you don't have to relearn it because your brain says it's, it's like signal. riding a bike. Yeah, what happens is you you grind out these grooves in a neural pathway that become thicker and thicker the more you do them. So just like playing G, okay, yeah, okay. First time you play G, first first little dig into this groove. Second time dig. So the more times you gotcha. play G, the deeper this groove is gonna go. And the harder it is to retrain that groove because it just becomes habit eventually, right? Now, what mushrooms have the ability to do is not in a bad way. I don't even think negatively about this, but if you're trying to get over something or relearn something, like they can, you'll have the ability to get new neural pathways. Really? Really, really cool. It's like almost like a slight eraser to some things. If you want it, like it's like that movie Limitless. Limitless is a little different, but yeah, like kind he, of he same this, same but different. Yeah, people. same same but different. <laughs> he that one would be cool. That one's more of uh, there's actually a similar drug to it, but that it's called meth, right? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't done much on meth. Like <laughs> neither have not, I. I. Haven't not, done it once. Not like <laughs> not even thought not about like it. <laughs> taking it, but like I haven't done much research on like really what meth is. But I know a lot of uh, like it's an amphetamine. Yeah. So like you know, it doesn't necessarily make you smarter. I think. With dr- drugs are super interesting, regardless of what they are, um, you know, because they all started as a drug, pharmaceutical drug. Yeah, mostly L- LSD did not really, but um, most of all the other stuff did. So, you know, they used meth for a reason. You know, they use it to stay up. They use it for energy, like because they're just wired out. And that might be the soundbite of this entire entire <laughs> podcast. They use meth for a reason. <laughs> they do, man. We went from talking about music to talking about meth. I love it. I, I think love it's it. in the same context. Dude, um, yeah, I just love the science of how our body and like our connection between 
<clears throat> our subconscious to conscious, which mm-hmm. is a lot of electrical activity in our brain. And it's, it's just a neat thing, man. Nature is super, nature is super important. Um, and not to the point where I'm just like, save the earth. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really believe in that. I believe in the earth cycles and shit. Cause the science shows that, but I do believe that we have a special connection with the ground because we're electro, agree. we're electrochemical magnetic beings. Mm-hmm. And so like the energy that we, that you talk about, like through communications in our body language, we give and receive energy. Um, and sometimes like if we, if we're all, well, you want to call it uh shielded if we're all like shielded from the ground. Cause we never walk in the dirt anymore. Mm-hmm. We walk on concrete. We're walking shoes. If you're never, if you don't get enough sun, if you don't get enough sleep, like all those things are super important and it's weird. Chemically it's just, on us. Yeah. It's, Especially with sun, which is crazy. <clears throat> well. Seasonal depression, you know, Midwest. Yeah. And yeah. Well, that's why you have vitamin D. 100%. That's why you have vitamin D. So because it's a, it's an actual, um, it's actual hormone. It's not like people think it was a vitamin, like vitamin C, um, but it actually does help with everything just like yeah. cholesterol people people used to like shun cholesterol and you're like well there's good cholesterol it's like all right well do you want testosterone okay <laughs> you do so you want cholesterol right because testosterone is a precursor to all these other um hormonal uh well yeah not hormonal hormones uh these hormones yeah that we really need it's yeah man i got a question for you yeah okay this is a total i don't care yeah what kind of uh do you have a favorite podcast that you listen to? Man. I do have a lot. Obviously, Joe Rogan's yeah. insane, man. I'm big on the comedian um, podcast. Yeah, dude. They're just I, I think there's a huge comedian wave coming, you know. Oh yeah. <clears throat> it's like, here. It's here already, but it's gonna I think it's gonna take over more. I mean, when they're selling out arenas like Brett Kirchner Kirchner oh, yeah. and, and all those guys, like Your Mom's House and Two Bears One Cave or Two Bears One Cave. Yeah, both that, of my favorites. Yeah, dude, for sure. They're yeah, so those funny. are cool. Um, love that. Bert is a wild, wild man. I mean, Van Wilder. Dude, right? Van I told Wilder. somebody that, and they're like, there's no way. I'm like, that. he says it. Fun yeah. fact about me. You ready for this shit? Yeah. True story. You know uh, um, American Pie? Yeah. That was filmed about a school in Grand Rapids, East Grand Rapids High yeah. School. And my teacher, rest in peace, Ted Burba, he was... The, the main dad. He's like Gene Levy. Like, that was his character all throughout every single American Pies. Like, uh, what, was, what was his name? His, his his kid was the one who had sex with the pie. Wait, that was Gene Levy? Yeah, Gene Levy's character. Yeah. That was based off of my teacher in high school. Oh, no shit. Swear to God. And his son was a lacrosse player, Oz, in real life. Nuh-uh. Swear to God. That's so hilarious. And I go, and so I found out about this. I go, I go, Mr. Burba. I go, dude, is this true? He goes, and he was like this sweet little old man. And he was like, why, yes, it was, it was true. And I was like, Teddy boy, like, did you, did you watch? He goes, I didn't have to watch it. I lived it. That's funny. <laughs> and I was like, is this stuff true? He's like, oh yeah, dude. <laughs> oh yeah. And I, I cried laughing, but like he was so universally loved. They kept that character in every single yeah, movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he was... That's so cool, man. Yeah, yeah. the creator went to East Grand Rapids High School. No way. Yeah, like literally 15 minutes from my... They were a rival of my high school. That's awesome. Crazy stuff. Oh, man, 
That's a really cool connection, dude. I know. Hey, it's we're going, we're winding this road. Oh, I don't care, it's dude. It's it awesome, takes, man. man. Yeah, it's crazy. I, um, you, I remember you saying earlier that you got connected with Chris Jansen. Yeah. What? How is it? Was it through that? What do you call it, Fast Horses? So it was through B93 Birthday Bash and Faster Horses. He's just a really, really good dude. Like, we, yeah. uh, he went on, he went on stage and I've never really seen him perform before and he just lit it up. Like, he brought his kid out and his kid was like McGregor walking and, and doing a bunch of crazy stuff. And, you know, he was just like, just such a nice guy afterwards. It was like, hey man, like, um, I, I just wanted to say, dude, like, you know, you're awesome. And he was like, oh, I know you. Like, you're hilarious. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then, um, yeah, I hate the glass over it, but that was literally like the kind of the whole conversation. We got a picture. And then um, going up the Faster Horses, you know, like a month later, I was like, oh, Chris is here, you know, day two. So, like, we're walking up. And, you know, this is after I had to go get an IV for, you know, kind of a heat deal with all the beers you get tossed at Faster. It's unbelievable. <laughs> And, um, you know, so I walk up and we're just talking again and, you know, it's just kind of, kind of struck up a little bit of a, I wouldn't say quite say friendship. I would say, you know, kind of acquaintanceship right now. Yeah. And it's always nice to have some friends you can bounce ideas to and, you know, um, but you know, it's one of those deals. It's like, you know, either, you know, either they respond or they don't, you know, but you gotta, you know, kind of just be a fly on the wall, keep, you know, kind of buzzing and, you know, one, one of the times anyone will respond, you know, it's just, yeah, you, you know, Wayne Gretzky missed 100% of the shots he don't take, Michael Scott. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, um, it's just one of those deals, man. It's one yeah. of those deals. It's nice to have, it's nice to have, you know, some, some people you can call acquaintances and friends in, in certain areas. For sure. I'm glad you got that one too. Oh, he's a nice guy. Yeah. That's why yeah. I wear the Bass Pro Shop hat. Yeah. Or the Blub Blub hat as my, my friend uh, Travis's son calls it, Blub Blub hat. That's awesome. He can't say fish yet. Well, he does, he can't say fish, but he calls it blub blub. It fits better. It, I like it. The blub blub. The blub blub hat. <clears throat> so, uh, you also have a manager. Yeah. How'd you find, like, how'd you get routed to him? So, um, Howard and Liz uh, Sadowski are my are my management team. They're phenomenal. And um, it was kind of, it's really not that crazy of a story. So, my um, my mom went to school with Liz they grew up together and um Liz went out to you know California and she did a lot of cool stuff in in TV and oh and um you know uh music management and stuff and um <clears throat> Howard was a music attorney for you know the longest the longest time that's nice and um you know um you know down down their career you know Liz worked her way up and Howard worked their way up and they both ended up in New York City and um, they met, got married, but Liz was the first female vice president at Sony. So, what? Yeah, Liz is Liz rules. That's and, incredible. Uh, you know, so she was. You know, she's phenomenal, and and Howard is like, basically, you name him, you name it. He's you know worked with him, you know, for for on the law law side of things. So it's, you know, it's just so happens that you know they're just very very good dear friends, and yeah. you know we uh they're just a part of that whole team that's rowing in the same direction and. You know, we're just taking it one step at Dude. a time together and just going for it. That's really exciting. It's it's it, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Man. So, how long have you been down here? I got down here in January. January eighteenth was my okay. first day. Nice. Half a year, a little over half a year. So, you love said it. Best decision. Best decision. Yeah. Besides it's, the humidity, that's the worst part. But best you, decision. Really? Hey, you, you guys don't have humidity in Michigan. Not really. I mean, we do, but it's like... Is Michigan pretty flat? 
Yeah. That makes sense. But, I mean, it's hilly, but I wouldn't say it's anywhere near, like, Kentucky or, like, West Virginia. Like, it's... Okay. I'd say it's moderately flat, yeah. Dude, all right, makes sense, because in PA... This humidity is nothing. Really? It's Pennsylvania gross. roasts? Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Well, what? It, you, it gets thick. Like, the air is so oh, thick. Oh, you can cut it. Yeah. Dude, from humidity. It's like Florida. Man. Like, right now, my hair is kind of tame. It, like, it's pretty grown out. But, like, like the humidity, even in, inside or outside, like, it's not going to make it poof. If I was in PA, it'd be almost twice. That's it, crazy. It does not stay curly in PA. Like... You have to put some serious chemicals in it, and I'm just too late to do that. Lazy to do that, like creams and shit. But yeah, man, this humidity—it's it's tough sometimes. But yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it right there. What's uh, what's some of the, like, what has been like uh, some of your best foods down here? Oh, that's the easiest thing in the fucking world. I think I'm a foodie, man. I uh, I want to do this thing called Will It Leftover. So, like, you get a shot of you in the restaurant, right? Like, 60-second little TikTok or Instagram reel kind of a deal. You're in the restaurant, right? You get a you get a picture of you with the plate in front of you. You take a bite, and then you, you, you don't eat anymore. You don't give a score, nothing. You wait till the next day. You wake up, put the camera in the fridge. You open up the fridge like you're scratching your, your fupa first thing in the morning. And you grab it out, and you bite it again, and then you give your score. Like, will it left over is it better left you know it's old hot pizza cold pizza you know it's that Dude, age old a, debate that's a great idea man you know what fucking sharp you can be a part of it hell yeah we'll have you on we'll Dude. have you we'll, we'll do a guest guest spot that'd be legit man live from your kitchen we'll do it right there um you know two boots downtown two boots pizza that's terrible pizza you don't like it no that's man. come on dude i love that pizza that's like what pizza that's like chuck like? e cheese bro i'm a like? i'm a five points pizza man Five Points Pizza in the e- in East uh, East is phenomenal. It's big New York slices, but you know, I'm a Detroit style pizza guy. I love what is the. Detroit style? It's like, it's not quite deep dish. It's like, have you ever had Jets Pizza? No, but I've seen it. That's considered like Detroit pizza. Is it thick? You're talking. You're it's like thick. This thick crust. It's thick crust. It's Man. good. So like, there's a place called Emmy Squared. Emmy Squared is my all time favorite food place in Nashville. Here, Emmy Squared. It's awesome. It has the best. It's like voted the best hamburger in town. No kidding. Seventeen Emmy bucks. Squared. Phenomenal. Have to, I'll have to send that to Lauren. It's called Lay Big Mat. It's like a gourmet Big Mac. It's phenomenal. I love and, that. And they have good pizza, but it's like, I I have to say this when you go get the pizza there, it's like six slices. So it's like twenty bucks for six slices of pizza, okay. but it's thick. Seth yeah. knows. Like when Seth, the first day, the first day Seth moved here, I was like, "Listen, man, you get the privilege of eating this food today." And I took him to Emmy Square. I go, "Listen, you're not gonna, you're not gonna order anything. I got this." And I ordered a lay big mat. We ordered, I think, the colony pizza. I think it was pepperoni, hot honey, and jalapenos. Phenomenal. And then we got these. It's a thing called Zia fries. Do you like pimento cheese since being down here? Are you a pimento man? No. You don't have to be to like these fries because you will become a pimento uh, man. Not the man explaining it to you, but you um it's like it's the best it's the best waffle. It's like it's like checkers fries. Never we waffle. haven't had checkers yet, and I really want to soon, so yeah. It's um Okay, you have Arby's before? Yeah. You, you're, they're curly fries? Imagine yeah. those, but like Chick-fil-A waffle fries. Yeah, right on. It's like, it's like those, and it has like green goddess and like pimento cheese oh, and smoked bacon. Okay. 
But no, it's phenomenal. Um, I highly recommend that place. Um, Le, uh, Emmy Squared. And, okay, top three places are this, okay? Emmy Squared is number one. Okay, number two is Hugh, er, is uh, Jack Brown's. Jack Brown's, have you had that? No. Oh, burger. It's awesome. It's a burger place, bro. It's phenomenal. All right. Two you're, is, a burger, you're a burger I'm a burger guy. man. I got you. Aficionado, right. some may All say. Right. That's good to know. Dude, I'm the burger boy of, of Nashville. I, I, that's I, good to know, man. Dude, I'm Brendan Burgers. Like, that's me. <laughs> Let, okay, number three. Okay. Number three, I'm going to go Party Fowl. I think Party Fowl is a very, very underrated chicken spot. It's considerably better than Prince's, considerably better than Hattie B's. I mean, it's it's always good. Always good. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I've had some of their stuff. I wasn't like outstanding. Uh, outst- you weren't blown away. Yeah, I weren't blown away. But um, were you at the restaurant or was it delivered? At the restaurant. Yikes. My third pick's not looking so high right now. I mean, Lauren loved it. Lauren, like, so she went with her work and then she's like, we got to go try this because they have these cauliflower. They do. Some shit bites. Like right? buffalo bites. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, let's do it. They're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, the quesadilla is what you need to get. The hot chicken quesadilla. quesadilla. All right. the, oh, yeah. The quesadilla is. Quesadilla. Quesadilla is my faves. All right. I'll, I'll definitely do I would we do love, that. We love places to eat, man. Uh, we're Mexican people ourselves. We, uh, I'm pointing to my roommate. You can't see off camera, but, um, it's, uh, we, there's a couple good Mexican places we went to. There's a, a place in East called Las Fiestas Cafe. I had it like three times. Never had a bad time. Seth comes, this guy like took our, I think our waiter like had our, uh, our cards for like 45 minutes. And we kept asking him like, Hey man, can we, can we, we gotta go. Can we have them? He's like, no, I don't have them. Like, dude, you took them from us. Like you have our cards. So like that kind of left a little bit of a sour stain in our mouth. And um, then we went to a place like right down the road. It's like they're freaking fighting each other. It's like Las Maracas. And we had a great little dinner. Like it was phenomenal. And then I went back the next time and it was like I was chewing on pebbles with the rice. Uh, it was like, it was on, I'm like, oh, this is a bad look. I should never have cheated on Las Fiestas. But dude, I love a good taco. Like have you ever had um, my number four? This leads great into my number four place. It's um, the local taco in Brentwood. The local taco. The local taco. I've not, dude. What, uh, they have a hot chicken taco that will knock your socks off. Okay, let me ask you. I gotta, I gotta judge you by this. Have you had velvet taco? I have. I hate it. Okay, why? I, I just don't think it's good. I don't like the flash. I, don't, I think it's white people tacos. It just is dressed up with something. I will say this: that is what the local taco is. But it is phenomenal. As long as they have good flavors, like they do. Like the the problem with velvet taco is that it's white girl taco. It's white girl taco. Like there's no seasoning on any of zero. The meat. And you're like, is this boiled chicken? I, what the I, hell? Is I this? think it is. And it's like okay. So as long as it, if it has more, like her and I said, like that place could be awesome if they just had some seasoning. Well, the something. location's killer, it, dude. Can't that might be the best located taco place what? in the entire city? Are you kidding? Yeah, right. Like I they mean, have to make him bank. You know, Two Boots <laughs> is not the best, but they make baller bank. I'm right sure. There. Well, you don't. I think you don't like because you like the different style. No, you know what? I do like. Here's the thing: if I want a slice, yeah. I will go to Two Boots. I will. We went to Two Boots. He couldn't get it, so he had a fake ID. We went to the first. Uh, we went to the first uh, Whiskey Jam outside concert this year. Oh, uh, during. 
Oh shit! What was it? Was the just, first it was one? like a couple months ago. I can't yeah. remember who it was. We moved down the week before that. Okay, yeah. yeah. So like literally, yeah. it was the next. So we're walking up, and you know, we get to the front of the line, and he goes, like, he hands him his ID, and the guy goes, "Unfortunately, this is a fake ID." Boom. And I hand the guy my ID. He goes, "You're good." And I like stood there, and I looked at the guy, and I was like, oh, "Man," and I go, because <laughs> I couldn't walk in without him. So like, we ended up going to Kung Fu. Oh, no, that's yeah. the day we went. We, that's the day we went to Jack Brown's, isn't it? We went to Kung Fu. Yeah, we went. We went. I know we got some pizza over there at some point, but we got. I got a. They have a Miss Kitty or whatever it is. It's their hot chicken pizza. It's pretty good. Okay. But when I want a slice, I'll go there. To Two Boots. Yeah, I'll go to Two Boots for a slice. Because there's not many good slice spots in Nashville. Dude, here's here's a cool thing about Two Boots. And I, I love everything about Two Boots. I ask for extra sauce. I'm an extra sauce guy. Same. Okay. Same. Now, I like the thin. Um, just because I'm not like a real big bread guy. She loves thick crust. So you'll have to tell her uh, Jets Pizza and Hattie Squared. Yes. Emmy Squared. Hey, you, you, it could be Hattie Squared. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you. Um, good reverb. <laughs> so she, so she'd be down for that pizza. Now, I love Two Boots. And the guy there, the guy, the owner, Michael Beware. Describe this guy because I think I know exactly. If who you ever went before like 4 o'clock, you've seen him. No, I've never been there. Okay. I think I've only been there like he's got he's seven, got a son eight, that nine, works ten. there. He's got a son that works there, but like um this guy's so fucking awesome. Really? Like super Italian. His that's his dough. Like that's what he made. He's feeling it. And he's also a songwriter down here. Oh. Yeah. And he's had got this idea. Don't steal it. I don't think he will, but he's got a super great idea. He's like he's like, I wanna I wanna create this one called Sling It or Sing It, where he he makes pizza with a famous country. It's pretty cool, user. dude. So fucking cool, man. Like, uh, what's that? The talk show host guy that has his um, James Corden. And my next my next guest is uh, oh, got, that's um, uh, that's David Letterman. Yeah, like it'd be kind of like that a little bit, a little bit of that side, like flip it and like, oh, so you're from Brooklyn, huh? Yeah, like I, I got an idea for you. Okay, okay, it's for a restaurant. What day is it? What what's today's date? Thursday. September first. September first. September first, twenty twenty two. This was my idea. So if anybody takes it, it's documented. <laughs> but no, I wanna I wanna do a two level establishment. Okay. Like, but I want it street level on two separate streets. Okay. So like the top level's oh. on one street and oh, then the bottom level is like on the base of a hill on another side of the street, if that makes any sense. Like so you it's can, a specific location. It's very specific. <laughs> yeah. Very specific. It's not in Nashville, folks. But I want to call it Jekyll and Hyde's. Oh, that's pretty dope. So yeah. upstairs yeah. is a 24-hour coffee shop. Oh. Okay. Basement is a bar and music venue. That's pretty dope, man. So I want it, but it, it's connected by a flight of stairs. Yep. So you get a little, you know, you get a little sauced. Go up, grab a coffee, get a muffin, come back down and rage a little bit. Yeah. You know, you could have like some slam poetry going on upstairs. Oh, that'd be pretty corn cool. cover band playing downstairs. It's just <laughs> one of those it's one of those deals. But no, Jekyll and Hyde's. I you think could do be that cool. in Nashville. You totally could. I mean it does that's the thing too. It's like with all these bars, like Chief's new bar, that place is gonna rule right next to the raising canes that's yeah. down there now. That place is gonna be massive. It's like one of those bars could totally do that concept. Yeah, like Broadway definitely needs a coffee shop. Well, they need everything, man. Because where? Let me ask you this: you they do have mics, for, but what do you say? They do have Mike's coffee, but that's on Third. Oh, I didn't, oh, I heard talking about. Yeah, right next to Taco Bell. Let, let me tell you this, or ask you this: You're Broadway, you're a tourist, right? Okay. You stay out to like twelve, one a, 
1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Oh. Where do you get cookout? You, okay. All right. Going to cookout. That's it, man. If that's it, it's, that's no the only place that's open. Exactly right. That's what I'm saying. Well, Mellow Mushroom's t- open late now, I think. Oh, are they? I, I was just saying, if you are just a place on Broadway that is open late. Well, the food truck game, I will say, is phenomenal. Like all the Euro trucks and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. on Broadway's killer. But, I mean, even them, like... They closed. They well, closed COVID early. killed everything. Like, COVID killed, yeah. like, the late night food kind of job. Like, the best food place on on Broadway is Miranda Lambert's, in my opinion. Casa Rosa. Oh, I haven't had that one. That place, yeah. if you like Tex-Mex, I mean, that it's place good. is, oh, it's phenomenal. I like Blanco. Have you had Blanco? I haven't. What's that? Where's that? You know where 1230 Club is? I do. It's right to the right. In Assembly Food Hall? Yeah, so 12, they share the same doorway. Oh, so you just oh, go, yeah. I know what you're talking about Blanco, now. You, I don't. So, I know you don't know this. I've never drank. Oh, but all my friends and my girlfriend say, best margaritas ever. Not a tequila guy. You not? Nope. Okay. They not, have or vodka guy. Or your beer and I. Uh, I like my whiskey. Okay. I like a good whiskey, yeah. and I. I um, I'm normally loyal to a tea to Bush Light, but if there's a. Uh, Montucky cold snack, two dollars at the Tin Roof. I will drink those to the cows come home. Unofficial sponsor, not a paid sponsorship, but um, unless they want to be. Um, but no, dude, those Montuckies are phenomenal. So, like, I got a question for you though. So, so you don't drink, right? You just yeah. said that. So, like, when you when you go to like a like when you go to like a hockey game, yeah, right. Let's say like the what's the outdoor game. You know, the, uh, winter yeah, class, the winter classic, like the winter classic, yeah. right? You're you're yeah. tailgating at the winter classic. What's your go to drink? What's Me? your yeah, what's your go to drink? Are Dude, you a, I'm a I'm a tea guy. Okay. I love <clears throat> I love iced tea. I love sweet tea. It's good stuff. Yeah, I love peach tea. Like Raspberry tea, tea for real. Yeah, it doesn't really matter, honestly. Tea is just I just feel is just a better taste and, and I fucking I don't I get soda. I don't mind it. Like I love but I've had Coke. I've had yeah, yeah. Every now and then we just craved the Coke yesterday. We were out in the sun. Uh, our neighbor Tess bought, uh, brought chips and queso down. And we were digging. I was like, fuck, I could use a good cold soda. Mm-hmm. And it it hit the spot. But most of the time when we're just chilling, like, I like a nice tea instead of soda. I just feel, I don't know if, truthfully, it's one better for you or not. But, you know, uh, fuck, yeah, I can't drink, drink, I can't just drink soda because I used to. And then I was like, I'm going to get so fucking fat. If oh, I'm there, dude. Yeah. I'm there. Well, stop drinking soda, man. <laughs> dude. It's like my that and like I haven't had them. I haven't had them in the house, but um dude, those nacho cheese Doritos. Oh my I got something in there. We, no. we like the spicy nichos. Dude, those are good. The spicy nichos and the regular nicho cheeses are phenomenal. Yeah. And the spicy sweet cheese like any any anything that's bad for me, I like. Yeah, of course, man. Just like, well, yeah. just like, we'll just keep it under that umbrella. Anything that's bad for me, I really enjoy. Yeah. Dude. Uh, food wise. I should say food wise. That I'll made t- me sound like an awful person. So I don't know. You <laughs> <laughs> so, complete scumbag over here. <laughs> so the I don't know about for y'all, but for the difference between here and PA, PA food's great, but it's made, it's more fat based. So I, oh. is that what I said? So it's more Dutch. If you ever had Dutch like yeah. cooking, the pastries, unreal, so fucking good. 
you know, I should say more carb based. I mean, like, you know, cause there's a lot of uh, sugars, um, a lot of sugar, a lot of real butter. Yeah, dude, it is so good. And down here, it seems like, you know, most of the, the cooking is just like fried. Yeah. hundred you know? percent. Yeah. Ours, I would say it's pretty similar. Like it's, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, like Detroit. Yeah. Like Detroit, for example, it's like, you know, you have a heavy, like Greek, you know, oh, Greek influence, okay. you know, like. I'm a big shawarma guy, thanks to no Detroit. Kidding. Like, and it's like that. I guess that's the one thing that's like. See, it's similar in like. So, like Little Mexico and Detroit, for example. Like, you'll see, you'll see hella taco trucks and all that stuff around Detroit. Like, yeah. And it's like, okay, that's sweet. And then you come into Nashville, it's like, everywhere, everywhere you see. Like, especially where we live, we have like, I think like seven or eight taco trucks that are like chilling at Mapco's and and Shell stations. Oh yeah, yeah, like park right outside. Which, which yeah, is yeah. wicked, and it's like you know, back in Michigan, I don't know if you had this in PA, but when you went to Home Depot, they used to have hot dogs you could buy. They had a hot dog cart. Oh no! And they That's were it, cool. It, it was like it was like the Costco hot dog. Like it was phenomenal. But here you go, and it's like you can go get like tacos, yeah. and they like they literally have everything. And it's like so like I would I would say food. Food here is definitely different. Definitely higher caloric content for oh, sure. Really? Oh shit! Okay. Well, like Michiganders, it's like well, hunting such a big influence in Michigan. You know, I don't really know about PA, but yeah, big, you know, yeah, so big, like big, big. you know, I mean, people crush venison and you know elk. Oh and, man, that sounds great. Oh, yeah. can't go wrong with a good venison chili. I think your guys' uh, tags are probably different. Like I. Th- I don't know for sure, but your your values are probably higher. I would guess like that you're allowed. Uh, well, this year get... I think they're uh, they were talking about only doing one buck per uh, per per person this year, but uh, it was it was too late. So I think this year is still a two buck. I, I think you get two buck and three dough for. I, I think it's one. I I think you actually might be able to buy them, but like I can't remember. Fuck it's. It's like the first one, and then the second one's like another jump. Gotcha. Or something. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head. Not thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, but I wish I wish venison was good. I mean, we have so much land. Like PA, there's so much farmland and gotcha. just, and just wilderness in between Pittsburgh and, and Philly. Like oh, in between those two major cities. Same like, between yeah. like Detroit and Grand Rapids. It's like it's pretty flat. Like there's a lot of yeah. like sod farms, a lot of cornfields, like. And then you hit Lansing, and then it's like okay, like so between de- between Grand Rapids and Detroit, you have Grand Rapids, Lansing, Flint, Detroit. So it's like you have to go through the Big Four, you know, really to get yeah. to get through there. And it's like you get to you, you pass, you go from Flint to Detroit. You have like Lapeer and like um, Schwartz Creek and Owasso, you know, and like. You know, yeah, Schwartz, yeah, Schwartz Creek, dude, that place sucks. But it's it like, like it sucks, it's man. an awful spot, dude. It's like it's there's a bad like name. there's like a racetrack, and that's it. And the racetrack sucks. And um, you ever been dirt dirt road uh, or dirt dirt track racing? I haven't, dude. That's fun. It seems really fun. It's fucking dope. It's like slick track shit. It's uh, it's cool. Dude. I'd be down for that. That'd be yeah, fun. I think they have a series that comes through here. I want to go do paintball. That's what I want to do. You ever paintball before? Oh, big time. Yeah. That's fine. I don't know any place around here. I'm Dude, they have an air, they have an airsoft. Uh, oh, I know they do have airsoft with indoor go karts there too. Oh, where's it? It's uh, uh, driving down sixty five. Well, I guess for you it'd be up sixty five. Okay. 
And then right when you see like the Veterans Bridge, Korean Veterans Bridge, yeah. there's that one awkward building. And it has like, uh, yeah, inside, it's in there. It's right right yeah. there. It has like go-karts, RC racing, yeah, airsoft. Dude, I would, I would airsoft the fuck out of, I'd do it every day. Yeah. Airsoft is cool. There's nothing better than going <laughs> after the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> Thank so, you, Tom Segura. <laughs> so you go, um, you do you have any other food recommendations? Because it mostly seems like camp, like burger places, like breakfast uh, place, uh, Big Bad Breakfast. Oh, haven't been there. That place is phenomenal, and the Nashville Biscuit House. Those two, those two are phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Nashville Biscuit House is like a hole in the wall. Like you're gonna drive by and you're like, oh, this place is terrible. But you walk in there, it's like. I was going to bring Seth there. I'm like, I told him the same exact thing I just told you. I go, dude, you're going to be like, why are you bringing me here? And there's like 25, 30 people just waiting outside to get into the place. I'm like, that's why we're coming here because it's yeah. phenomenal. Big Bad Breakfast, killer. It's so good. That place rules. Um, if you want like pasta, pa- a good pasta place, Nicoletto's. It's really, really good spot. It's so Nicoletto's. She does want some Italian then. So I, Nicoletto's. Nicoletto's. And you literally just walk up to a window. You you don't sit down in the establishment. You walk up, order, and they'll have it at another window. Just made made to order right there, which is killer. It's interesting. Yeah, it's really really it's really really yeah. solid. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's like a little bit of every. I've I've had a little bit yeah. of everything here, sushi wise. I like I like the sushi. Namzilla, shout out to my East Nashville place, Namzilla. Killer got, soup, killer sushi, killer soup. I'm an egg drop soup man. I was gonna say soup. I was like, yeah, they got soup. some miso there. They got egg drop uh, miso there as well. Awesome. Yeah. Um, sushi train is good if you like that conveyor belt. Sushi train is what? what I mean, we're probably going to do it tonight. Conveyor yeah. belt sushi. For twenty three ninety nine. it's all you can eat. At dinner. They have a lunch one where it's like $12. $12. You ain't got to tease me. Like, I'm, we're there today. Dude, you got to right? go and you got to do a review. But, I mean, they will get you if you, like, leave. If you leave three pieces on your plate, so they come in fours. Like yeah. we talked about earlier, they come in fours. If you leave three pieces on your plate... They will charge you for an entire roll on top of what you already paid for. So like if you're not careful, get you. yeah. yeah, you gotta be you gotta be very careful. And the thing is, you can't we did this where I was like, Seth, I can't eat this, bro. I go, you need to have like two of these pieces. And if they catch you doing that, you have to pay for it. Oh. You can't that's interesting. you can't take it home. You can't take it to you know, yeah. nothing to go. Like you can't, it's, it's kind of crazy. So like you, you, you're, the pace is what's massive. You can't go in there and be like Eric Badlands, ba- you know, from like the, the food eating thing. Like you can't be, you can't be yeah. him. I can think of Joey Chestnut. I have no idea why I couldn't think of the LeBron James of competitive eating, but you see, you got attacked this year, dude, that was awesome. Yeah. And he was like a 17 year old kid. Stupid. Like so dumb. It was like a vegan thing. Yeah. So it's so stupid. Yeah, dude, it was crazy. All right, so I have you. I'm gonna give you a taco place two, two Blancos okay. and Mestizos. Mestizos is in Bellevue. Mestizos. Mestizos. I'm in Bellevue a lot. Awesome. Really? Awesome Mestivos. place. Mestizos. Mestizos. I'll send it to you. This Deal. place, like, you know how sometimes, and it's not bad, like, it's good for a buck, but like, sometimes they'll. You'll have these massive plates, yeah, Mexico, and you just can't finish them. Hundred um, percent. Now these guys, they're still big portions, but they're just the flavor of these things. 
Unreal. So question for you real quick. Yeah, yeah. Not to cut you off, I'm sorry. But you didn't. You're good. When I when I go to a Mexican establishment, yeah. right? When they do the, like, the taco platters, is oh, this yeah, kind of what we're talking about? I mean, it's like when you get the when you get the big platters, it's like you get the the three tacos. They're wrapped in tin foil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like then you got like on the plate, you have your rice. You have your your beans with a little cheese they've melted on top. Like, is that is that kind of what we're when you're looking at? Really, really. So it's not super. Is it like super traditional? Because that's when I think of like a traditional place. That's what I think of. This is it's a little different. Like you just got to go there, man. Mestizos. Now, now it is actually kind of traditional because Seth, write that down. Mestizos. M E S. Thank you, buddy. T I Z O. Mestizos. Um, yeah, it, it it's good, dude. Like the really? flavors are really good. Now that's why I also recommend Blanca because they have good flavors. Now, and I will say this: they're more of like an upscale spot. No, not really. Everything's super really? reasonable. Everything nice. is super reasonable there. That's why we were surprised because I like that. we left. We both left there. Uh, she got like two, like two drinks. We both had meals and we had an appetizer, like fifty-five bucks. Wow! Yeah, it was insane. Yeah, at that location too, yeah. like that, like and and it's not. I'm telling you, it's not bad. Like they're the cool thing about their their queso is it's whipped and it's airy. Oh, so like you, it's it's a different, mm. it's a different taste. It's good. The guac. It's like a whipped cheese. It's like a, it's like spray cheese queso. A little bit, but more like fluffier really? and don't think of like fluffy like, as whipped like, a, cream, like a whipped cream almost dude yes really it's unreal dude. what yeah well okay being, being a pa guy yeah okay when you do spend time in philly Which you, you, you know you know the question oh like, cheesesteaks what's cheese is it pats or is it genos oh or dude it? honestly like both of them are really good um and I think anybody that is going to be honest with you and not like... A, well, like anybody stupid. who doesn't know what we're talking about yeah. right now would be like... It's like Hattie B's and Prince's, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. for hot the, chicken, but yeah. for cheesesteaks. Um, man, it's so... And for the record, I saw this on a meme. It was like, you know how they say champagne is only a wine that comes from a certain... from the yeah. like, It's only champagne if it comes from a certain... certain, area. certain area. It's only a Philly cheesesteak if it comes from Philly. It comes from Philly. Everywhere right. else Everything is a steak else, and cheese. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they... Uh, uh, both of them are really good. You really can't tell the difference. That's it's, what I've heard. And but but they keep each other in competition because it's good for both their butt. Yeah. You know, uh, there's a place and I can't remember the name off it uh, of it. It's like literally two blocks down. Um, fuck, I wish I could remember it better. Just the flavors. The flavors are better. Like the way they season their meat and mm-hmm. like they they made their own bread. It's a true Italian 100%. place. And like everything was fresh and it's. I mean, everything's good, but this place just felt better. Oh, yeah. You know? I get that. I get that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Am I done with the food questions? I can't remember shit. Uh, now, not that I had any questions ready. Now, this is the last one. Okay. That I'm going to ask. Oh, wait. I do have one thing about oh, cheesesteaks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I do something that's like sacrilegious when it comes to my cheesesteak action. I ketchup them. Oh, I, I like dude, throwing man. ketchup on there. I don't know if that's a bad thing, but do I don't. Do I don't do the whiz. I don't do the whiz. You don't do any cheese. I do the pro. I like the provolone. provolone. That's cool too. Provolone with a little ketchup. Look, man, it's like a burger. Everything, yeah, dude. Everything. There's no rules. All right, no rules to life. Oh, then just. I mean, there's a, there's a few. People. There's a don't few. Don't try rules. to kill. Don't kill people, and and all right. I think these these are probably the only two rules. Don't kill people, and uh, don't ruin anybody else's happiness. 
Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Everything else, if you like, I think I think those two fall pretty much in everything else. Like anything yeah, else, just do whatever the fuck you want. So if you like catch up on your cheesesteak, cool. And I do. Yeah. I really do. That's cool. I see why, man. Ketchup's cool. <laughs> it's, it's cool. She's the condiment queen there. We have so much different sauces in the fridge. It's it's really cool. You ever have Chipotle? I'm sure you have Chipotle mayo. Come on. Yeah. Um, Come on now. Okay. There's some in there. Oh, uh, Sweet Baby Ray's has this chicken sauce. Yeah. It's really cool. It's orange. I like Sweet Baby Ray's. Yeah, it's cool. All right. Sorry. No, you're, don't apologize. Last right. question. Last question. Brendan Monroe, what is living the dream to you? That's such a, it's such a vague question because just because just because the depth they can go so many different ways, right? So Take it like, any way you want, man. I guess like I've always told people this: it's like you know the music industry in general is such like it's so unknown. We're throwing darts at a dartboard with a blindfold, hoping we hit something, you know? And it's like, every time we throw, someone's going to spin us around and then we got to throw again. So like, we never know if we're throwing in the same direction. So it's like living the dream for me is, is literally living the process of, you know, everything I wanted, everything I need to do to get to where I want to be. So like doing the writer's rounds and, you know, uh, work in this, this landscaping job to pay the bills, even though it, Freaking sucks. I love you, Janine. But even though, like, it's it's just one of those deals, like, you have that drive that it's like, you know, yeah, I can always make money doing this, but, like, I have to do this, 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 this in order to, you know, get to where I want to be. I have to, you know, send the selfless DMs to random people being like, hey, man, like, can I buy you a coffee? You know, like, it's it's just the thrill. It's the hunt of of chasing down what you want to be and and who you want to be. So it's like that that that's what's living the dream is to me. It's just like it's it's literally just chasing it down and you know just turning into kind of that obsessive person. It's like I'm gonna do this thing. Like you can either be on my team or you know I'm gonna kick you in the fucking teeth on my way through you. So it's just it's just one of those deals. And you know I say that and people are like, oh that's so vulgar, that's so mean. But no, it's like that's the mentality you have to do because it's like you're gonna have people who want to roll with you, and those are the people that are gonna have your back throughout this entire situation. And you're yeah. gonna have people that are just like wishy washy, and you just gotta you know like you become like those who you associate with, man. So it's like if you, you associate with winners, you're going to be a winner. If you want to associate with dirtbags like Seth, you know, you're going to be a dirtbag like Seth. It's just one of those deals. So yep. it's like, you know, it's, um, you know, living the dream. You got to, you, you just got to go out and do it. Like, that that's really it. Like, just going out and doing it. Just doing it. Doing it. Pursuing your goals. Pursuing 100%. that, what you want to achieve is living the dream, the actual act of pursuing it. Well, actually, you know, not not just for me too. It's you know, it's how it's seeing my friends kind of get to that that level too. It's like like um, you know, like if I write a song for insert name here, you know, yeah. like that that's still living the dream. Like even if I'm not up on a stage, you know, every you know, two hundred nights a year playing to insert you know, hundred people to a thousand people or two thousand people, you know, three thousand people. So it's like, you know, it's. There, there's very varying levels of living this dream where, you know, it's so it's like, it's, it's a, that's why I'm saying it's like a vague, you know, it's a deep question. Well, it's, it's different to everybody. Because 100%. some people I get answers of, they think live, that they're living the dream is in the moment. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're, and some are 
like riding the journey. Some are post journey. Gotcha. So, so some are like, once I get to X, then I'll be living the dream. And mm. some people are, are more like, I'm doing it now. Like exactly. It, yeah. Mine, mine is literally the journey Yeah, is, is in taking everything in. It's like, like, uh, this is a weird question. It kind of goes with it, but like when you go to concerts now, do you enjoy going to concerts? <laughs> it, it depends. It, it's like, it's for me, it's like going to watch like a seminar. Exactly. Right. I tell, I told her, I'm like, you know, when, whenever we go like down to whiskey jam or, or, uh, like the outdoor ones and shit, I'm always like, I want to see what they're doing. hundred percent. Their crowd engagement. I want to see, like, I want to learn. I, and if, and if you're engaging, like, and it's something I can do. You, did you see Ian Muntzik? Which, uh, uh, when he did hit their, their whiskey jam, I think it was during the CMA, like the, the Monday. That was, uh, when we couldn't get old boy. Oh, okay. He was well, there during that. But well, no, dude, I know exactly what you're talking about. Dude, Ian Munsick. I mean, there's other guys who, who do it this well, but like Ian Munsick came out just with like a different energy and he's so goofy and lovable and yeah. like, but still can fucking sing. Like, yeah. Like, like you're saying, like you want to learn, like you're there and 100%. you're like, shit, I want to do that. And like that, that is, that's a part of, you know, kind of living the dream. Cause those people are at, you know, like if you're a performer and that's truly what you want to do in Nashville and, you know, going forward in your career, you know, like that, you have to take it. You know, you have to take stuff from people who are at that high level and, you know, just kind of roll with <laughs> it. Because if it works for them, it's going to translate to you if you find a way to do it. So, you know, it's just like, that. you know, it's it's just like being back in school or, you know, like coaching a team or, you know, being a or playing a, you know, a sport at a high level. It's like. You know, you, you find that juice in the game and yep. you just you just roll with it and you know, you find any way to get there. There's no stealing. No. There there is if it's like I'm gonna take this song and just put it out, but yeah. there's no stealing anymore. There it's just like it's worked for you and you got it somewhere. 100%. You got it somewhere, I'm gonna get it from you. Well, like the kind of piggyback on that too, like I I I listen to all these songs and I'm like, I hear you know, a different song every single time I hear a chorus too. It's like, okay, like this is like not to throw Scotty McCreary under the bush, but like his song damn straight is don't blink. Yeah. Like if, if you sing Um, don't blink over the damn straight chorus, like it's, it's the same song, but it's like you look at, I look at that as like, okay, is there really any originality in music these days? Because everything has, everything has been done. Every chord has been played, you know, every progression is literally it's you know it's been done so it's like it's how you use the you know the seven notes we have well now it's really more into the syncopation of everything 100% so like you, that's where you get a lot of different beats and like although you could play you know one song over the next they sound sonically a little different just because they're Hardy's because the king the at that Dude, Hardy is what? the king at that <laughs> That's pretty good That was good no. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think my face showed it, but I definitely did like a shoulder, sh- yeah. like shoulder jump. Hey, it's four forty. I just wanted to let you know. Okay. Um, we're gonna. Tess and I are gonna run to the grocery store. Gibson's up here. Okay. Do you are you still doing the five o'clock? No, not anymore. Oh. Okay. No. Yeah. Um, he's sleeping. But okay. I just wanted to let you know. We'll meet the dog after this. Sweet. Damn it! I was really hoping. Did you guys? Yeah. How do you know he's coming in? Well, I can see the door open. Damn it! Yeah. Um, shoot, what were we talking about? <laughs> well, we were talking about living the dream. Yeah, but what? Uh, blah, 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 blah. 
laying stuff over, like a beat syncopation. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's interesting because, I mean, like you said, Hardy. He's a king at it. Fucking king. Well, it's like, this is a hot take. It's not, it, it, I kind of believe this take, but it's like Florida Georgia Line, you know, kind of ushered in that kind of whole new era of country music where it's more, you know, kind of rappy, you know, kind of deal like that too. So it's like, they kind of started it, Hardy kind of mastered it, and you know, I don't think anybody's touching him right now. I think he's kind of like... He's kind of he's not he's not the top dog, but he is the top dog. People don't he's realize how many songs he's written. He's thousands. But <laughs> he's like so even, good. It, yeah, like I didn't know the this. best I, pen in Nashville. The best pen easily. He's just been doing it for so long for oh, yeah. so many people. He's written a song for everybody. Everyone. Everybody. It's yeah. like there's dead country artists he's written for. <laughs> yeah, like, the guy's so just stupid. a genius, man. And he's, I opened up for him back home, like. Three year, 2019. He's just the sweetest dude. He's a free, he's he's the nicest human. I and like he, I don't know what else to say. He's just so sweet. Like, I, I mean, Granger Smith was just overly like he was just you're just like I I need to do something for you. I'm gonna 100%. feel guilty. Okay, Hardy was just nice. He's just chill. Like very reasonable. He's, like, talk to anybody. That's all you can like, ask for. Yeah, all you can ask for. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Um, okay. I ain't got nothing else, man. Right on, dude. Yeah, dude. I like I like the song we put together today. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, um, we get we'll go out here and you get to meet uh my little new dog Gibson. Sweet, he's a sweetheart. Um, but yeah, man, Brandon Monroe, large and try. Oh, let me ask you this: What uh, do you have goals? Like, do you have like a main goal or like? I mean, the 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 biggest goal that I've had is like, and I've told every single person this, like, I I want to go on like a legit tour one time, like that's the biggest goal, like that would that would be you know living the dream, you know, like that Same. that that that's the biggest thing. So Feel like, that man, that's that's the biggest goal. So it's like, have do I have those little goals like playing certain things in my hometown and and opening for different people? Yeah, of course, right. But you know, ultimately those those stepping stones get me to that. You know that. 20 show run or you know that you know 200 dates and you know one year run you know kind of a deal so it's you know that 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 definitely is the goal i mean obviously put out great tunes and you know be a good hang is the goal too but you know being all those get you to 100 percent. the ultimate goal is to get on get on a a decent little tour that is that would be sweet man we're all just chasing it down dude we're chasing our own birdies in our own little way Brendan Monroe, you can find him on Grinder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I mean, again, so you can say whatever your socials are, wherever you. What's a new song you got out, or that you're coming out Ooh, with, I'm, or like that one that you want to? So uh, you want promote? I don't, I don't know. What one's coming out next? Um, the most recent one that came out is the things I didn't do. That's uh, probably my favorite one I've I've written. So um, that one's out right now on all platforms. You know, check it out on Spotify, Apple Music. You know, it's on uh, Amazon Music too. So, who do you use to uh, distribute? DistroKid. DistroKid. Oh yeah, cool. I slum it up, man. Uh, yeah, I'm a CD baby. So. Oh okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, it's basically all, the same yeah, thing. Yeah, they're all the same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got nothing wrong with CD baby. They're good. They do. They do good things. So right, right on, brother. Dude. Appreciate you having me. Dude, Had a great time. I'm glad you can make it, Seth. Thanks for hanging, man. Unsung hero <laughs> behind the camera today. No problem. Oh, shit.
Is this where you have like the uh, between two ferns 